All right, here we are at Old Town New World in the Revan Studio, not at Millstone Pizza. And I'll explain that later. I'm Jason Broadwater. I'm Chris Gervais. And uh, we're here to talk about the ever-changing world of Small Town USA. Okay, so today, um, of course, we are uh, accompanied by our uh, wise behind the mic, Silent Micah. Uh, start us off with a, uh, some, some wisdom or a prayer or something, Micah, please. Well said, well said. And um, what we'd like to do is let you guys know that we are in the Revan studio. We are not at Millstone Pizza. That's why it probably sounds awkwardly quiet in here. Um, but we don't have any uh, people uh, yelling at each other. We don't have any servers that'll come to the table. We should but hire some actors. We should totally hire some actors. Wait a minute, yeah, I thought that's what you were. Pizza. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm an actor. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris, you're looking handsome as always. Thank you. Well, as this character is handsome. Oh, yeah, the character <laughs> was handsome. It said it on the script. Yeah, character walks in. <laughs> is, is handsome. Guapo. <laughs> Guapo. Handsome. All right, so our actual guests today, um, we have Ethan and Mark. Welcome, Ethan and Mark. Thank you. It's good uh, to be here. Yeah, great. Uh, audio check, Mike, in our new studio. Everything's good, man. Uh, the high mic on Ethan's good. Yeah, um, for the first time ever, we have multiple <laughs> microphones for, usually it's just, so a little, little to, to tell you how the sausage is made, normally Micah just has one mic and he sw- <laughs> swings he points it at yeah, people. He points at Angrily. People. Yeah. <laughs> And he, gets, he grinds his teeth. Yeah. So this is kind of strange, so bear with us. So, um, so anyway, we got Ethan and Mark here, and Ethan and Mark are in a band called Minnesota License Plate. Uh, they played this past weekend at Don't Sweat It Fest. Shout out to Mike Gentry. Thank you, Mike, for uh, giving Rock Hill the wonder that is Don't Sweat It Fest. We appreciate all the hard work. Um, and I'm going to jump in with you guys. We'll hear your backstory and, and, and get it going all kinds of directions. But let's start with um, how was Don't Sweat It Fest from y'all's perspective? Uh, it, was, it was a really good experience, man. Uh, Mike Gentry always does a really good job with uh, the Don't Sweat It Fest. Um, I've known Mike Gentry as long as I've been at Winthrop. And uh, he's always been a real stand-up guy, hard worker. And uh, if he's doing something, you know, he, he gets it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. That's a quality of Mike's for sure. So you said you've been at Winthrop. Um, so you, where are you from? I'm from a little bitty town called Blacksburg, South Carolina. Oh, man, I know it well. Every time I get on 85, I do it from Blacksburg. Yeah, every time, <laughs> that's, you, uh, every that's time the you, switchover point. Yeah. yeah, every time you think, God, you didn't get a ticket, because Blacksburg <laughs> yeah, is right. right. Yeah. Oh, yes, it's a wide like ticket road. town. It's ticket yeah. town, yeah, absolutely. It's for sure. And yeah. should we say for the uninitiated, we've, I'm sure we've talked about Don't Sweat a Fest on the podcast before, but um, it's a yearly, uh, I guess, well, it's a festival. Yeah, um, with a really bunch is. of bands um, in downtown at the old courtroom above the old post office in downtown Rock Hill, and it's really awesome. Yeah, it really is, and it was a, a great success um, this past weekend, and uh, so so kudos to everybody for it. Um, so so what about you, Mark? You also go to Winthrop? Uh, I do not actually. I went to York Tech. Okay. Went through the teleproduction program, and I edited for a while. I was editing yoga videos. I started doing mm-hmm. yoga videos. Now I'm teaching yoga. I'm actually, we'll do a shout out to uh, Synergy downtown. Cool. Oh, yeah, right Hill. over here. Yeah, awesome. perfect. So yeah. I teach over there, and uh, oh, I'm going to be going man. back to school as well. Well, you know, some of our uh, folks at Revenflow do uh, yoga on, I don't know if it's Wednesday or Thursday or something, but like a lunch yoga session. It's been a blessing to have that move downtown. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why I got involved is because I've 
grown up in Rock Hill, so I know that. <laughs> you know, up until really recently, when you come downtown, it's just kind of like, what's there to do mm -hmm. except for you know go to the library or something? Yeah. So it's <laughs> it's really good to see stuff popping up downtown, things to do. Well, some would say that someone who grew up in Rock Hill can't be someone who teaches yoga, and that those two <laughs> things shall never <laughs> shall never meet. But I think that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's nice to see th those things come together. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the band for a little bit, man. So you guys played at Don't Sweat It Fest. Um, so so tell us, I mean, when did the band form? Where do you guys play? Do y'all have an album out? Let's talk about the band. Uh, okay, so I guess we start from the top. Uh, Minnesota License Plate, as an entity, kind of started off when... Uh, well, so me, Justin, and Caleb were in the same fraternity. Okay. So that's how we met. And then when we started, you know, knowing each other, hanging out with each other, we found out we all like to play music, so we got together. They actually live right beside the Pike House. So we played music there a bunch, um, and Mark also lived with them. And then so that's when we kind of decided to start doing band things, you know, okay. as a made the name Minnesota license plate. I won't get too deep into the name, it's just, you know, Caleb is he's a world traveler, so he's got a bunch of trinkets. He had a Minnesota license plate so nailed to the wall, so we were just like, you know, it's it's pretty cool. And if you do, if you look at the Minnesota license plate, it's a it's a pretty cool design. It's like Now have any of you ever been to Minnesota? Uh I to the best of my knowledge I to haven't. Yeah, to the best to of my knowledge. knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do rec we we did like a, a big western trip when I was very, very young. I don't know if we swung through Minnesota, through Minnesota or not, yeah. but could have. I'm gonna probably say no. Right. But well, you do we kind like of look like a Viking, so that I'll is, let yeah, that man. go. Yeah. You may have <laughs> sailed through Minnesota. But I interrupted you saying what's on the Minnesota license plate. Oh, it's just a little man in a canoe, and the whole oh. thing's one of the Great Lakes. Oh, okay. There like, you go. Uh, yeah, it's, it's relaxing blues and greens. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, the what's this famous the famous story about a man in a canoe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just well, son. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, worst question ever to ask anybody that plays music. Okay. What do y'all's band sound? What does your band sound like? Um. Well, it's kind of like uh, the the selected genre, I guess you could say, is uh, psychedelic postmodern grunge funk. Okay. Their and words, not ours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the best yeah. way I think to describe because it's a little bit of both. It's not entirely overbearing of one thing, but there are traces of psychedelia. There are traces of you know a little grungy, heavier stuff, but it's not overly like heavy all right. the time. You know. And Chris, well, you saw them. Yeah, I saw. I saw you guys. And the funny thing is, is like when I see a band I've never seen before, uh, just because I'm a nerd, I'm always instantly trying to uh, classify them. So that in the event I speak to one of them, I can like, be like, habeas corpus. Uh, yes, I must class Yeah, right. Yeah, I should, like, cluck my and beard. you pin them to a board, like yeah. You, yeah I, have my, <laughs> I go into my basement and I have the, like yarn or whatever. It's, right. Yeah. Um, but uh, and it's it really is like uh, inferiority complex stuff. Like I need to make sure that if I speak to somebody from this band, I know what they're into. Right. Um, and <laughs> these are the things I normally say out loud. I'm just telling you what my brain does when I when I go to a show. I do that. I'm like, I need to know what these people are into so I can talk to them about it and look like I'm cool. Um, and it's just a habit from when I was younger and I never grew out of it. I still do it. I need to recognize what you're doing so I can talk to you about it. And you guys, honestly, very rare distinction. I just heard songs and I just heard people 
who are enjoying playing music. And I mean that. I mean, I honestly mean that. I was watching you guys play. I was like, these guys just enjoy music. Like, I can't walk up to them and be like, oh, well, obviously you guys are into the first three Blank albums. Yeah, right, you know, I yeah. couldn't do that. I really couldn't do that. I heard huh. people, and I heard So the good, songs vary a lot. They vary a lot. And another thing that's interesting about you guys is it was very stylized, and you got a very unique kind of feel. Um, and I saw you playing live. As a, nowadays, I feel like when you hear a band for the first time, it's typically you're hearing them online, you're on Bandcamp or whatever. Um, it just doesn't feel that often anymore that you go to a show having never heard of a band, no idea, and you, you see them play for the first time and you hear their music. And I had no clue about you guys at all. So I'm seeing you play and you have a very distinctive visual uh, show as well. Just you got, You're just cool guys and you're just interesting looking when you play right. Thanks, um, which sometimes gets lost but I know I'm totally like throwing flowers at you guys but I am really being honest right <laughs> I'm now I'm blushing you know right right I mean totally totally honest um, and so it's very interesting to me that you guys could be so stylized yet at the same time it felt like it just felt like songs it felt like somebody had a riff and they built a song or somebody had a lyric and they built a song. And so I respond to that as far as the creative process, what everything Chris just said. Does that ring true? Or? Uh, pretty much, uh, you know, um, and we all throw something different into the pot, you know. Um, me and Justin are really good at, you know, making riffs and just, like, expounding upon them. Caleb plays drums, but he's also a, an extremely talented lyricist. And uh, the words that he writes are very, pair very well with the music, you know. And um, and then Joe and Mark are kind of like you know sprinkling over top the you know adding <laughs> layers yeah the so, cheese on top of the spaghetti so Mark you play uh, <laughs> oh you're so you're Parmesan cheese okay, okay. Uh, American slices oh American slices oh you're so short just kidding. Take, let's take Mark out of the cellophane and, uh, <laughs> he can really expose himself here. <laughs> <laughs> So you play keyboard, Mark, is mm -hmm. that right? And you did something else, too? Uh, w wait, what? <laughs> uh, keyboard and, and something else. Oh, no, it's just keyboard. Keyboard, okay. And, um, and, and Ethan, what do you play? I play bass. You play bass. Are you, who's the, who sings? Uh, I do a lot of the backing, well, the only backing vocals, and Caleb does uh, the lead vocals. Is that guitarist? He's the drummer. Drummer. Oh, really? Wow. Lead vocals yes. from the drums. Yeah, we're, so that we're going for a whole kind of the band thing. You know? Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> that adds an element of, of interesting right out of the gate. You know? Yeah, it is really crazy because, you know, like, usually if you got a band, you know, if you, you know, the lead singer, if they're not playing drums, you know, they can walk around and stuff and right. do things with their body, and this is, Caleb is... An incredible drummer and an incredible singer and it just pairs very well because like he doesn't really have to move around to like stylize his right. you know the way he sings the way it all comes together it's perfect for uh, the sound that we've got i think yeah i used to there's a it was a great band out of columbia when i was young called ass factor four nice and um <laughs> the there was everybody in the band would sing different songs as the lead vocalist including the drummer and he probably had you know 30 percent of the songs and mm -hmm. You never knew when the next song started who the lead vocalist <laughs> was going to be, and it was really that's cool. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Good for him. I, as, and this hasn't actually come up on the show before, but like I played, the reason I know Jason is I played in bands for years. Actually, my band that I had when I was a kid, we played Saturday Night at Don't Sweat It Fest. But, um, reunion tour. A reunion tour. I had to ask you that. Did, the show, did your show go well? It went really well. I was good. very happy. Yeah, it was exciting. That's great. I had a lot of fun. But um, good for them. It's, it's one thing about having multi 
vocalist is something that oh dude burps are we encourage burps on this yeah <laughs> pardon me yeah yeah we can sometimes we'll actually even, that mic can smell too it's weird yeah we'll grade <laughs> so, the yeah. sometimes we grade the burps uh, and texture <laughs> yeah. and flavor it was, it was an oaky it was hints of oak <laughs> and egg uh, <laughs> um, oak and egg that's the name of my new brewery yeah oak and egg <laughs> We're also off the rails, but it didn't matter. Anyways, anytime you have multi uh, people singing or whatever, that's hats off. Because every most of the bands I had been in, especially when I was younger, there was only ever one person who was willing to sing. Yeah. And then um, I would be in plenty of bands where we'd practice and other people would sing, and we'd go play a show, and everyone would get shy and and not sing. Well, let me add, let me change direction a little bit here and say, because um, I do want to circle back around and uh, actually let me go ahead and add, let me go ahead and do this now. Let me go ahead and ask you what what are the plans? Where how sh- where should people look out for you guys? How do they find you guys? Are you going to be playing in somewhere soon? Playing on a tour? Uh, let's go ahead and get that out there so we don't forget. Well, uh, we've kind of gotten to a conundrum, you know how it is when you're young and everybody's got different plans. Um, so our good friend Caleb, uh, the lead singer and the drummer, he's actually pursuing a teaching job in Korea right now. Wow. And, uh, if that's all in South Carolina below uh, Gaffney. That's right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right below Gaffney. Right, okay. South, South Korea. South yeah, you, yeah, they just yeah. Got, okay. yeah, they just got a Publix. <laughs> <laughs> that's not too far. Yeah, but he's... Um, he's oh. Uh-oh, somebody oh, well. broke the rules. Tragedy. Uh, <laughs> he's going down to... Uh, well, around to South Korea, and um, especially in August, I believe. And oh, wow. Justin, so I, I really didn't mention that we all live pretty close together. You know, within four of us live right in the same house, and then uh, Joe lives about two minutes away. But um, so Caleb is moving to South Korea, and Justin just got a job in Charlotte. So wow. he is living in Pondville right now, and so we're all kind of dispersed. Yeah. So. We're still yet to figure out our next move, but we're planning on releasing an EP at the end of the summer, I believe. Oh, wow. It'll either have two songs or four songs, but... At least one music video. At le- yeah, okay. at least one music video to accompany that. Are it's, you doing uh, vinyl? Or are you doing uh, download? Or? Uh, we're just doing oh. pretty much uh, download. Cool. Yeah, no, no physical mediums. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, all the ways of the future. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah, well, okay, okay, well, hopefully, uh, I'm sure that you guys will pursue your own artistic directions, and they'll circle back around. I mean, look at Chris here. Chris, you're 37. 36. 36, and you just reunion with your... I just reunioned, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, did that hurt? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> with your band from when you were, what, Some 18? Man, yeah, some of the songs were like 17 or 18 when we wrote them. Yeah, and you played to an audience yeah. that like half of them recognize you and remember you. All right, yeah, it was yeah, nice. right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is really cool. So That's awesome. But anyway, so who knows uh, where paths will take you, but right now you guys are in Rock Hill, which is interesting to me because um, I... Am constantly surprised by who is in Rock Hill. Um, I grew up here thinking that no one is in Rock Hill. I don't know. All these cards must be empty because nobody is in Rock Hill. <laughs> Turns so, out the who, the who was in Rock Hill. Well, actually, the the guess who yeah, the was guess. Really the guess who was. Rock Hill. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They really weren't here. Yeah, but anyway, um, I won't be fooled again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Um, I'm, I'm f- I really want to hear your perspective on the revitalization of, of this downtown and 
the creative energy that's here because um you know, I, I spend a lot of time with the older folks that grew up in here, here like me, and think the that older folks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, we, we our canes don't work. Our Watching electric. Matlock. Yeah. <laughs> Matlock. <laughs> but um, and and the idea is that you know we're all kind of convinced that this place isn't cool, and I I say we I'm really not because I'm actually on the other side of the fence. I think this place is super cool, and I constantly meet people that reinforce that. But as people who would fit the kind of outward description of cool you know you're a band and you're young and you're doing all kinds of interesting stuff why rock hill man why here why are you here well it, it really is the college that brought everybody together just being near the school you know if it weren't for the fraternity as ethan said uh, it wouldn't have you know wouldn't come together so winthrop was essential for that and winthrop has a large amount of students and it, and up until now you didn't really see too many of them in the downtown area yeah. at all so it, it really is starting to grow yeah it's yeah. nice to see it. i've only been here for like three years and my freshman year is when fountain park started going into construction i believe and then wow. once that got uh wrapped up you know you guys started food truck friday and that was it That's blew big, up. Yeah. That blew it's up. Huge. Yeah, Every time I go there, there's really a big. ton of people. Yeah. There's, a, there's a great, I'm sorry, Chris, there's a great story about Food Truck Friday that when they, um, when the powers that be planned it, it seemed so strange. Now, I, I, you know, I'd been familiar with that in other towns, Asheville, Austin, whatever it is, but when they planned it here, it was pitched to the Rocky Economic Development Corporation and City Council, and, stuff, and it was so strange to that crowd. Like the whole thing seems so weird. And DHEC has a problem with it in South Carolina, so it's really uh, issues. And all. So there's all kinds of problems. They have a problem with it. They bristled. Yeah, they bristled. So the <laughs> oh. city, like, really, the economic development folks at the city really like bucked up and went through a lot of headache to jump through a thousand hoops to get DHEC and the state and the city and all this stuff to approve this what they thought was going to be this simple little event. Where they'd have some, you know, you know, 50 people there, and they can prove that there could potentially be a future for this kind of event. Man, hundreds of people, if not thousands of people, showed up at, at that park for, for the first one. All the food trucks ran out of food. Then everybody came down to the restaurants, like a block and a half away. All the restaurants ran out of food. Wow. Then they people just started looting. Looting, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was such an example of pent up desire to. Do these things here in Rock Hill? Yeah, that's yeah, not going waiting. to Walmart. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Seriously, because before you'd have to go up to Charlotte to f to find anything to do, but it, it really is getting a lot bigger. Yeah, Man, honestly, not like so. Everyone's can understand the idea of like, well, college kids have to go to Charlotte to party. And that's easy to understand. Well, the thing is, I grew up here, too, and I'm, like, a nerd. So even just, like, to go to a good movie theater or, like, go right, to go a good, video. like, whatever, nerdy comic book shop or whatever, even in my, like, I grew up just, I still, to this day, I hold Charlotte in this ridiculous, like, on a pedestal because growing up it was like I was always begging my parents to take me to Charlotte to take because they had a Best Buy or they had right. whatever, you know, um, it... it it, Rock Hill, and that's what Jason was talking about, that people that are convinced Rock Hill's uncool or whatever. And the thing is, I spoke to somebody at Don't Sweat It Fest, I don't remember who, they grew up in Charlotte and moved elsewhere, um, and now they're back in Charlotte, and it was the same thing. They grew up thinking Charlotte was lame, yeah. and they had to get out, and now they're back 
And, that, and partially that's the juvenile experience in general. Yeah. You know, you're going to grow up thinking wherever you are is the lamest place on the planet. And, then, and so part of that is that. But, um, but Rock Hill actually literally was the lamest place. It was. Yeah, right? So that's a little bit different. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was. So, so Mark, it was like the Tatooine. Uh, small <laughs> yeah, it was the Tatooine yeah. of the Southeast. That's hilarious. Yeah. We should adopt that in yeah, our like, marketing. Yeah, Tatooine <laughs> So, Mark, you're uh, a yoga instructor. Let's circle back around to that. So, um, you, um, I imagine that, I mean, that being downtown Rock Hill and you living in between here and the university, right? Yes. Uh, we live right next to the substation, so yeah. Yeah. We're, right, we're right up in it. Delicious. <laughs> also, shout out to Substation too. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. Substation awesome. two also. Yeah, <laughs> Substation also and Substation and two, two yeah. in addition. In addition to yeah, as well. As, um, so um, I mean that's a long journey. I mean when you growing up here in Rock Hill, I imagine you and your parents didn't frequent yoga studios in Rock Hill. Yeah, because <laughs> there weren't any. Right. <laughs> right. Just nothing. Nothing like the, it, it seemed for a really long time. Or nothing that was friendly to someone of my age at the time. Like, yeah. So I like to see that it's it's getting more youth centric, like coming out and you know maybe getting a beer or getting something to eat, just like casual instead of because <laughs> it really did feel like Rock Hill was just a really stale environment yeah. where nothing was happening. Yeah, and all the money was just in suburban housing for people who worked in Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, Ethan, you, I mean, you, Blacksburg, there's even less going on in Blacksburg. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. There are two traffic lights. Yeah, right. And one of them's always broken. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but there's got to be so much money there because of all the traffic ticket fines. <laughs> you black- They're rolling in cash. Yeah. All the citizens of Blacksburg. Yeah, all, the, all, of our, all of our cash. money for driving over the speed limit is funneling to Blacksburg. Just, just the top 1% of Blacksburg. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. 1%. They're all enjoying that direct TV. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, why, <laughs> so why Winthrop? Uh, well, I mean, honestly, you know, Stockholm Syndrome with it being, you know, Blacksburg being a very little place, I kind of sought out a bunch of colleges in South Carolina, and I was like, Winthrop is this, you know, littler than most school, yeah. uh, you know, where I can know more people, a higher percentage of the, the population, and it not be, you know, too far from home. I can get home in about 40 minutes yeah, to absolutely. my parents if there's an emergency. Yeah, but you know. Speaking it's, of which, sorry, place. I had to interject here. Fine, my man. friend Jimmy, the other day, uh, don't sweat it fast. My friend Jimmy was like, he leaves. We're watching a band. Sorry, this is pertinent information. And he comes back <laughs> I, and he's like, I doubt that. No, sorry, it really ahead. is. It's about technology. It's about okay. te- it's about. This is a request for Apple. Um, and he leaves during a show during a band's playing. He leaves and he comes back and he's like. I mean, Jimmy's my age, and uh, he's like, my mom just called me, and I'm watching a band, so I, you know, I ignored it. She called me back three times, so he's like, I go and I answer it, and it's like, my dad can't get something pulled up on his iPad, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, like how do our parents not understand? They're at an age where you don't do that repeatedly over iPad issues, so therefore, I think Apple needs to introduce some kind of technology that's like, your parent, no one's having a heart attack. <laughs> I'm not talking about this emergency. Just be like, you know, this is your parents aren't having because they would know. Apple knows your dad's trying your to like parents register. Parents cannot DVR. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your, your Apple would know that your dad is actually trying to like subscribe to some kind of like Duck Dynasty feed, <laughs> right. and they would know that's why he's calling you. He's not having a heart attack. He just can't get Duck Dynasty. That's genius. So, anyways, that's all I interjected. Sorry about that. So, are, do you see you guys um, continuing to explore music? as individuals beyond uh, this band? 
Absolutely, and I mean, we've already talked over it together as a, a band, and you know, Caleb obviously won't be able to take part in uh, playing music in Korea, but we're all going to be still pretty much It's in like the Footloose over there. There's or, no music <laughs> yeah. or dancing or really anything. Every, I, you know, I think America's music kind of dominates most of the world. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm <laughs> sure there's like, you know, K-pop and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's trying. Those, K-pop clubs are, those clubs apparently are, are something, qu- I mean, quite the thing. I would think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, are y'all gonna keep the same band together? Or are you gonna uh, to break a? Different, or you don't really don't. It's know. really up in the air okay. right now. We've got one more show scheduled for MLP. Definitely. What um, is the ML? Oh yeah, Minnesota. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, it's not My Little Pony. MLP right off the bat. We're like, oh yeah, My Little Pony is MLP. It's the same thing. But you guys, you guys could, you should have an MLP convention. Yeah, you're all in the wrong place. Yeah, write a couple songs. <laughs> about ML, about my old party. <laughs> to make them out subliminal. <laughs> yeah. You know. So do you see yourself um, pursuing um, other things here in Rock Hill, or are you looking to jet here? Are you graduating here soon? Or? I've got about three more semesters to go. Okay, so, so you're going to be around at least for a little while. Yeah, I, I really don't know what the move is. Um, I'll definitely probably still keep trying to do music um, with either another group, or I you know, could do it solo, dolo, I don't know. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. I don't really know what it's going to okay. be. No, I hear you. We'll, uh, you know, set a calendar reminder and we'll check in with you guys. <laughs> there you go. Like, what are you, uh, what are you studying in school? I'll be a middle school teacher. Really? That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I taught at a um, junior high school. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I taught ninth grade, which was the senior class of the junior high school. It was like a seventh, oh, yeah. eighth, ninth junior high school in North Carolina. I did that for four years. It was a really powerful, wonderful experience. Yeah, I feel like that age range kind of gets ignored a lot. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, it's like either, you know, <laughs> we've got to set these kids right in elementary school, and then yeah. you know, they're on their way out in high school, so you got to make sure they can survive without their parents. And, and if I can say this without it coming across wrong at all, I mean, it is, it is so important to get male positive influences in those ages especially middle school man i'm telling i mean uh, elementary school too i mean but um middle school when when kids start to really challenge thinking about who they are and what's going on in life their own opinions about things yeah to have a balance of female and male positive role models is such a healthy yeah middle school is the age where for a lot of kids um the social architecture that comes it really comes in there it's not there in elementary school and that's where a lot of kids that may have gotten good grades in elementary school check out because a lot of people are introduced to like well in middle school it's like well you got to get good grades but additionally you have to understand the vast like craziness of, of social architecture that we create for no reason yeah. and uh, yeah. yeah and plus and, everything's changing you know, their yeah. bodies like exactly uh, yeah and you know, everyone's horrified of themselves <laughs> yeah. and it's so hard to learn at that i don't age. know if it's just them or if it's like everybody's right. yeah, doing right. this yeah. Yeah. that's wow, such why do we put them through such awful we should stop <laughs> we're jerks it's a heavy thing man like, it is it is yeah. you know what little bit i can remember from my middle school days it had to have been like seven or eight years ago yeah Seven or eight years ago, I was watching Lost, <laughs> and I was a full-grown man. <laughs> I was eating Taco Bell and watching Lost. Um, can we talk for a minute about, because I think if there's one thing that pretty much everyone at this table right now has actually experienced, it's the life-altering lessons you learn when of you... Of puberty. Uh, of puberty, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> the, the awfulness of you. <laughs> I was gonna. I'm making a serious Old Town New World point, man. Sorry, man. My <laughs> bad. <laughs> um, that you learn when you are in a band. Oh, like yeah. that. I mean, you've talked about it a lot. I certainly like. I went from being like, oh, God, Jesus, I don't know. I had so many issues, much like what we were talking about with middle school. So many things that, were, that would have kept me from being an active. Uh, contributing member of society honestly they would have just kept me on pills probably but being in bands helped me figure out the world because it forces you because everyone thinks uh well you get this my kid doesn't want to do anything i don't think there's such a thing as a human being who doesn't want to do anything not interested in anything at all yeah that doesn't exist (laughs) that just doesn't exist it might be something that you don't compute as being a thing but right yeah 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 you you find me there's no such thing as a person who want to do anything and I'm a big believer that for a lot of people who feel, it seems to their parents or whoever that they don't want to do anything, they, they, maybe they love music or something else creative. Um, and so I think, have you guys always been in bands? Uh, I was in like a praise band in like okay. middle, like ninth, eighth, ninth, and tenth grade. And then I did, we did like a, I was in a band for two years, my eleventh and twelfth grade year, and we played like you know, Peach Festival and all the Gaffney stuff, for nice. for Life. Yeah. Relay but for it, Life. I hear you, man. I've yeah. Been there, yeah. It wasn't like an incredibly serious band. But still, but so you have been in bands. Yeah. Since you were a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's formative, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's building. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, honestly, I really wouldn't be here now if I hadn't done that, I guess, you know? Yeah. You wouldn't be in this random room <laughs> with these four microphones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they, so am I, am I wrong? You guys, are, like, being in a band, it's the first time in a lot of people's life, I think, where you're forced to, like, Organize things and take care of things. Yeah, it's yeah. almost entrepreneurial in a way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're in charge of a lot of stuff when you're doing a band that you weren't normally, you know, because not only because I've only got a sister, so, you know, being around all these guys is, you know, like brotherhood, like almost, you know, yeah. to, for lack of words. But you uh, get some, some responsibilities that yeah. have, would have monetary consequence. Like when mm-hmm. we played Amos's and they gave us all those tickets yeah. and it was worth like $1,300. And I was Yikes. like, you, you always have that thought in the back of your mind. It's like, what if I just ripped all of these now? Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what if I leave these on the bus? <laughs> have you been in bands before? I actually haven't. This was my first one. Okay. So did you learn your instrument? As you joined this band, or have you always played some? Uh, I did the the former, so it was a uh, it was an experience. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> something yeah, brand we, new. Like I said, Mark lived in the house when we started the band, and um, the more we did, the more interested he begot. Uh, you know, begot. He was having children. There's that praise band coming out. <laughs> That's right. <yeah>. <laughs> 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 Nice. <laughs> no, yeah, so Mark, after all your children, Mark. <laughs> yeah, Mark. Mark got interested in music, and he, you know, bought himself a keyboard, and he just, you know, started piecing it together the way it should be, you know, scales and like what fits with what keys and so on and so forth. And he's played with us for probably, you know, seven or eight months. Yeah, something like that. That's great, man. You enjoying it? Yeah, it's fun. It's yeah. really fun. <laughs> it's a good excuse to go out and do something. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's funny how the creative process is part of the social process these days. So, like, I think used to, and maybe I'm, I'm, I'm oversimplifying, surely, but used to, uh, social was to go out and watch something that has been created by someone else. Um, 
but and it was always the undercurrent of the alternative kind of you know experience of of the creators but um i think it's more common that people create i mean people don't just consume they constantly create just like you you're in a room watching a band play you thought well hell i'm gonna buy a keyboard <laughs> <laughs> the band. you know i mean do you Absolutely. see do you see the creator economy so to speak around you um Absolutely, and I, I feel like it, with the advent of, of the internet, really, I'll, more and more people are coming to realize that they can do their own thing and they can be successful at it yeah. as long as they work really hard. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, of course, you know, when you have more, you have more of everything. You have more garbage and you have more good. Yeah. <laughs> so There's more sifting. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> well, well, this is a question coming from a dude who grew up in bands uh, that started in bands before the internet existed. And, you know, we used to have to use pay phones and write letters to well, book our shows. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> you follow the link? Know, yeah, right. Um, so my, my question would be, I mean, first of all, obviously I'm aware of how amazing that connectivity is. I mean, our whole business is built on that. But... Uh, do you ever feel overwhelmed with like okay so there's all human knowledge and every possible band and band name already exists oh yeah how are we anything I mean, do you feel overwhelmed by that yeah it's if you think about it for too long it's very easy to just get like you know like there's so many people you know so many people trying to advertise themselves uh, under so many names and yeah. you know you go to these venues and they've got like literally every square inch of the wall covered with a band sticker, you know, like many of which you've never heard of and right. never will. Right, and yeah. you're just like, it's literally the cosmos of being a band. And, yeah. You know, you're the little... Uh, but the thing is, I think we're kind of talking about, that's, you know, we're talking about bands specifically, but I think we're talking about we're at this place now, um, in humans, the world. Yeah, yeah, where we've got access to everything. And so um, the value of specificity goes way up when you have that um i mean it's like you know the um uh there's the uh one of my favorite things is a louis ck bit about uh everything is amazing and nobody's happy and like <laughs> and it's very 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 true but um that's the thing it's we by nature we're not the thing is we aren't machines who consume everything we're we're machines who consume specific things and so the, we're in a very transitional period clearly um but and being in a band, to some degree, has always felt that way. I mean, even yeah. before the internet, being in a band felt like you would... You, there were times where you play shows, and the reaction gives you this feeling of like, oh my god, I might actually be a genius. And then there's bands where you're like, everyone just kind of spits on you, and yeah. there's nothing there, you know? But that the difference now is they'll put you yeah. on a cringe compilation. Yeah, so yeah gotta... exactly. Yeah. Man, I think I the Lord every day that uh, YouTube didn't exist when I was yeah, like 18 right. years, yeah. or whatever. That Star Wars kid with the lightsaber <laughs> thing, I'd have been way worse. I'd have been way worse. Front runners. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's, that's the reason that... It, to, instead of getting overwhelmed by everybody's doing something, well, like I said, in terms of the person who's consuming it, they're aware that everybody's doing something, and, 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 but that makes specificity all the, that much more powerful. Well, let me ask you this. This is a, a question for Mark and Ethan here. Um, being young, uh, and I, everything's relative, so I'm speaking from my perspective. Uh, I'm 40 years old, so I imagine y'all are in your early 20s, right? 21, March 22. Okay, yeah. 23. Yeah. You should be 23, what, you dropped an age? <laughs> you blew it. Yeah, I was supposed to be 23. Yeah, due to a technicality. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 
You were like one yeah. pound under. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, we're gonna, I'm sorry, Mark, we're going to hold you back. Yeah. <laughs> you just didn't really cut it this year. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, So being young and being um, what I would consider to be uh, in the, the creative class, creative group, in that you, are, you self-identify as creators. I mean, your band is, is who you are. You, know, you put that forward as being, we create music, we create stuff, we create stickers. You know, we, we're creators versus people in the audience. Of course, you are audience members sometimes too, but right. in the audience, you're thinking, oh yeah, I can do that, I do that too. Yeah, so um, as young folks and as creators, I mean, do you feel like you need to escape this place? To find something explosive and magical, or how do you feel about that idea? You don't have to go anywhere to find that. It's it's just everyone has it in them, and if they have the the passion to just go for it, they can, you know, th- that fruit will come forth if you, if you it tend is, to yeah, it. Yeah, it is fruit. It's <laughs> sweet, you know, yeah. it's when you're, you know, it's, if you're, you know, doing things. The biggest thing is taking things that you see in your mind and like bringing it into reality, and that's the biggest you know feeling of accomplishment when you, uh, you know, people say, "Oh, hey, like you guys need merchandise," because you know we have showed up at places and felt like a crappy band because we just didn't have any merchandise, and you, you know you live and you learn, yeah. going to the next place, see if you can do better, you know, talk to more people while you're there. Just the process, so, and that's I want to say that's why if there's any parents out there listening, um, the idea <laughs> yeah, not anymore after my <laughs> yeah, no, after that, <laughs> yeah. um, listen to this podcast. The <laughs> stuff you were just saying that's those are the lessons you learn in bands. Like I think if you're if if you have a kid that you I don't know what to do with this kid, um, let them find that thing that gives them passion because there is I just think the world. No matter what it is that you feel impassioned to do, the fact that you feel impassioned to do it is what matters. Yeah. And it's, you're going to learn the same lessons, if not better, there than you do in some structured environment. And so like, like, that's what you're talking about, those sort of lessons you absolutely. learn. Absolutely. Yeah, I can attest yeah. to that fact. Yeah, absolutely. And the one thing, you know, I, I really thank my parents because they, it may not have, I, I started off doing piano lessons. I hated it, you know, <laughs> hated piano lessons, but they made me do it. And then so now me, we can play the yeah. entertainer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. What's left of uh, you know? I knew way. Early. It's just crumbled. It's crumbled because I haven't practiced. But, yeah. but the fact that they kept me in that and they you know, I kept trying to learn things. That's because I've you know forgot piano. But it's it's built on that ever yeah. since, and it is what it is now because they put so much effort into it you know because my dad's a musician and he knew that once you find something that you love doing yeah that's going to increase your quality of life oh you know? man big time yeah because you can take things that you feel and you can rearrange it and you can let other people experience what you feel you know it's the creative process yeah exactly and that kind of goes back to what i was saying a minute ago like i don't think that generations before would let themselves unless they were part of an alternative kind of thing let themselves openly be swingers yeah like swingers <laughs> lots of sex basically uh, would let themselves be uh, openly be uh, creators that participated in the creative process I think it was kind of like oh that's for the 
that's for the gifted or the special or the different. Yeah, or something. You need to be, or you need to be crazy alternative gutter um, gutter bound, you know, or whatever. <laughs> um, but the idea so, that anyone. New band name. <laughs> yeah, gutter bound. Gutter bound. <laughs> oh, that is a good name. Yeah. Oh, what was it? Gutter, gutter bound. Gutter bound. <laughs> sure, that's got a really good name. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the idea that everyone's a creator. So I, you know, Mark, I'm gonna bring this back to you, man, and say, why didn't you feel like you should move to Asheville to start? teaching yoga Asheville's cool but uh, you know it, it's about the attitude like if, if you're really passionate about something you don't have to go anywhere it, it will it will grow if you just let it grow as it will yeah and not you know you could you could go to Asheville and there's nothing wrong with that because Asheville's a really cool place but you know I've, I've lived here my whole life and and to see it growing, it's more appealing to me to see what will be the result of that as opposed to, you know, what I could do in another city that's not mine. Well, you are preaching to the choir on that, man. <laughs> we, have, we have made a living out of deciding to do it here, to, to build something. And to me, that's a lot of what the punk rock spirit is about. You know, Mike Gentry is a perfect example. Like, I just Mike would be it would be a ridiculous idea to think that Mike's going to move to Austin and become a producer in Austin. But Mike can stay here and he can build what is one of the coolest scenes in the freaking southeast, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right here in Rock Hill, you know? Make it your own. Well, yeah. You can before it's too big. Yeah. Now to your hands. A lot well, of it's that, never you know, out of people your hands. people just won't try and build it up because they get caught in this thing of like, you know, oh, like Asheville's Right here, right now, and we're right here. Right. Like, we're obviously nowhere near it. But, like, I mean, you know, if you compare it, it's not going to look anywhere the same. But yeah, what This you... place has a lot of potential. Yeah. As far as, you know, growing to be some kind of scene, whether it be a music scene or whether it be, like, a, you know, wine-tasting scene. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, I always romanticize the idea that when you look back through history and you look at kind of the most amazing groups of, of artists... You find them in a place where it was not the hippest place. They were the hippest thing. And then later comes the kind of hip masses that come to the place where they were. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you know, you take a group of, uh, you know, whether it's even with inside like Paris or something, if you have a, uh, somewhere a little borough that's not the hip borough, but all of a sudden it becomes because that's where the impressionists are gathering. You know, whatever that kind of phenomenon. And um, what you always see is that, like, as long as people collide and you have this collision of of talent, if if they're passionate, like you're saying, they create something amazing. It doesn't matter if they tried to go to if they moved to L.A. If all the impressionists <laughs> would have moved to L.A. and tried to get in movies in Hollywood, be on the street, it would have been, yeah. yeah, people trying to do the exact same yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's a it's a gamble, and that's what it is makes it an issue because it's. Um, but is it because what's your goal? It's a gamble if your goal is to try to uh, achieve that legacy that you look back on that you're like I proved to everybody that we ended up being the most famous and. <laughs> You know, but it's yeah. not a gamble if you're doing it for the most authentic reasons. You're right, just exactly. doing it because you're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's what they talk about. The uh, I want to say second person, but I think it's called the second man theory, where it's the second individual uh, is what matters the most. Like the the trailblazer doesn't matter. It's the second individual. Like if you're at a, a high school dance and nobody's dancing, it's not the first person that dances that ultimately matters. They're the they're the brave person. Right, the crazy guy. Yeah, yeah. It's a second person that 
matters because it's the second person that gets up there and dances that makes the whole place dance. Yeah. So it takes more than one. But and that's why in person number one, it's completely a gamble. It takes those other people who are just the, and what, like I feel like Rock Hill now is in at least in the second wave. Oh, absolutely. Third, yeah. Of like where these uh, other people who have seen what's happening jump in or whatever. But for that person, for that first person, it takes one of two things. It takes either a 100% true to self expression or, or, or uh, direction or whatever or it takes a major gamble. It's one of those two things. Like yeah. for you know, because you could for a lot of people who are talented or whatever, they could easily move to some other place, and and they know for sure they'll make a thing. They'll do be able to at right. least make a living at this thing or whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, let me say again the name of the band, Minnesota License Plate. Um, you've that's the most radio thing you've ever said. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let me say it again. The name of the band is Minnesota License. And the and I picked up I actually picked up a sticker when I said yeah, it. And, uh, and Minnesota License Plate. Uh, anyway, I hadn't been listening to anything you guys said so far. So if we can start over, that'd be great. Um, uh, I just I just want to make sure that uh, if anybody's listening to this where they don't have access to the links that we provide. Um, that they remember the band and know how to get in touch with you guys. The Minnesota License Plate, you got an EP coming out here soon, another radio thing there. Yeah. Um, and, and don't look up MLP. Don't look up MLP. <laughs> that won't right. be the first result. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to sift. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More sifting. Uh, but. Um, and the future of the band is unknown uh, because we're kind of going in separate directions. And I think that's, I mean, that's one of the things about youth, man. I mean. Yeah, so second grade novel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't know, um, you know, we'll see what you guys are planning to do, but for now you're in Rock Hill, and uh, you chose to stay here, you chose to come here, and that's, that's fascinating to me. You know, we want to fill this place full of creative people that contribute uh, to the overall kind of creative vibe here. So I hope, Ethan, when you graduate that you don't move back to Blacksburg or somewhere else. Yeah, uh, there's a very low percentage chance I'll be moving to Blacksburg. <laughs> you could, you no could offense to any of the people there. Yeah, uh, that, well. You could collect tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. My conscience wouldn't. There's right. many seatbelt tickets Andy that I've know everyone. everyone. Yeah. Right, yeah. I'd try to get Just out of it. Shake my fist at you know, my past self. But Sorry, that, I realize my Blacksburg joke is useless to anyone who's not from here. <laughs> I know, yeah, but they've gotten it contextually. Yeah, it's they know the place. But anyway, uh, so I, you know, we really appreciate having you guys on the on the show, man. And uh, we want to spread any any love we can towards you guys in terms of um, letting people know where you may be. You said you have one more show coming up. Uh, yeah, that'll be uh, at the end of July. July 29th. July 29th. Where is it? The Zoe's Coffee House in uh, Gastonia. In Gastonia. Okay, cool. North Carolina. So is it, do y'all, I'm sure y'all rock that coffee house. It's a pretty uh, compact area to play, um, but I mean, uh, it's not too much of a, you know, my, my grandmother attended, I'll just say that. Yeah. It wasn't a rip your eardrums out of your head kind of <laughs> okay, thing. Okay, gotcha. So y'all tone it down It's a nice little area, yeah. yeah, and it's, if, you know. Caleb can still well on the drums and not be too much of an issue. We didn't have to crank it that bad. You got some nice couches in here. It's it's nice. very uh, it's a very seen little coffee house. I like it a lot. And it'll be fun to play there. Yeah. And uh, we're gonna be playing with our good friends uh, Chairboro Way. Wait, say there. that name again. Chairboro Way. Chairboro Way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're, they're just like oh, he said it wrong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 they're, they're doing their EP release there, and they're going to be playing with them for that show um, on the 29th. And that's a Friday, I believe. Okay, so. cool, man. Well, cool. Well, hopefully, some of our uh, hopefully our listener 
will be able to attend your show. Thanks, listener. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Maybe we're in an old town, new world shirt. Yeah, you'll, you'll uh, you know how their Jason Broadwater mask on. <laughs> the big rubber Jason Broadwater Halloween mask. On. That's really weird. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. It's is really bizarre. The image is just conjured. So, um, so is there anything that you guys would be remiss not to mention on the air here? Um, I mean, if the if the people listening really wanted to kind of delve, we've we've got two other uh, EPs that we've put out beforehand. Um, we a put, YouTube channel. Yeah, okay. like our YouTube channel. We, all you have to do is uh, YouTube search Minnesota license plate, and we should be the first thing to come up. But we've got uh, our most recent EP is called Kaleidoscope Sunrise, and we released that last fall, and we've got four tracks on it. And um, just one music video along with that EP, and then we've got the uh, the very the charter EP, <laughs> the double single EP. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, that was just self-titled Minnesota license plate, I believe, and it's got three songs on it and one music video. Very cool. So, so who makes your music videos? Uh, we we kind of team up, me and Mark. Yeah, did. that's like where I, he's got a degree. That's how in, I came in to the to the whole production. conglomeration, okay. shooting video first. Yeah. Joining in later, huh. and then now I'm starting to get back into the to the video. That's my, that's my true love. So, well, that's good to know, man, because we do a lot of video work, so we'll stay in touch. Yeah, we, excellent. We may need your services. At some that point. would be fantastic. Yeah, very cool. All right, uh, hey Stan. Hey everybody. Stan here. Stan's here to sing us out. <laughs> Stan, would you say something to be the end of the podcast? No. <laughs> All right. Well, well said. Well, said. <laughs> well, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, Mark, Ethan. It's been great. Mark, thanks for staying in Rock Hill. <laughs> Ethan, thanks for discovering uh, Winthrop from, from far away Blacksburg. It's been really rad. Let me uh, just shout out the rest of the band so they don't Please. get butt hurt for <laughs> not being able to be on this really awesome podcast. We've got Caleb Brown. Just graduated with his master's from Winthrop. Congratulations, Caleb. We've got Justin Smith on guitar. He just graduated uh, with his bachelor's, and he's, you know, like we said, in Charlotte now. And uh, Joe Andrews, who's our violinist, uh, Gypsy Fingers Joe, talented uh, violinist, and uh, he couldn't be here today. But we both had a blast, and this has been really rad. And thank you guys for having us. Absolutely, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. All right, well, um, I like to end it on first. First, I'll let uh, Handsome Chris, if you want to say anything. Um, yeah, I wish Stan had never come here. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you mean into this world? Because I yeah, agree period. with you. I wish there was no Stan. I sound real dumb and I'd be playing without me on drums out there on the knot. That's all I'm saying. See, you can't even understand him. You can't even understand him. <laughs> I wish Stan never would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if we can just, you know, we'll go out on, on something extremely wise from Silent Micah. So, Silent Micah, well said, friend, well said. All right, well, we'll see you next week on Old Town, New World. <laughs>